We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores. Tuesday Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, who'd like to remind you to be sports rich. I'm Jake Letarski, joined today by Ben Miller. First, we're going to talk about the six-game NBA slate Tuesday night. Then later on, John McKechnie is going to come join me, and uh, we're going to talk about Week 13 NFL running backs on FanDuel. If you're out there on Twitter, please give Ben a follow at BenManDoingWork. You can follow me at Jakeski52. If you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher or regardless of platform, please take a second to give us a nice rating and review. We really appreciate any and all feedback. You know, listening to Ben's advice last night, now I'm a low volume NBA DFS player, but I used some of those picks, scored 330 points in a lineup last night. That's so, what we like to see. There. Yeah, dude, I got to officially thank you, Ben, for uh, getting <laughs> me into NBA DFS a little bit more, but uh, that's exactly why we have you on here. So let's jump right into the slate. Rotowire lineup optimizer. That's always the first place I start when looking for my lineup. Uh, and uh, it looks like they're offering a pretty balanced lineup tonight. So probably suggesting fading some of the high price guys. So like, for example, the optimizer likes LeBron James. It likes Blake Griffin. It likes Chris Paul, you know, but 
there's some high price guys in here like Anthony Davis at 12,000, uh James Harden at 11,500. I mean, are you, are you trying to incorporate those guys in your lineup tonight, Ben? Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to get action on one of those, you know, top 3 guys. So Anthony Davis, um mm-hmm. what's he at 12,200. Yep. Um James Harden, he's sitting at 11,500 and LeBron mm-hmm. James at 10,100. Um so I'm definitely trying to get one of those guys in my lineup. Um, of the three, um, it's it's definitely a tough choice, but and I'm usually all over Harden, um, but his matchup with the Jazz isn't necessarily I- ideal. Mm-hmm. Although Zach Levine had a nice game against the Jazz last night, true, that's true. part of the reason that I was successful. <laughs> Zach yep. Levine had a nice fantasy game, but, I know, but yeah, they're holding opponents to just 93.4 points per game, mm-hmm. um, which is the best in the league. So that means less points and assists and just overall statistics, obviously, to build up for for players' DFS scores. Um, so of course, Harden is still going to get his looks. You know, mm-hmm. as a superstar, you're always going to have. He's always going to get his right, looks. Those he's big potential nights. MVP candidate. Right, this he's, year. he's he's extremely consistent. Um, but the, the slight drop off potential, you know, when you're going for those higher value guys, um, that kind of has me leaning towards Davis tonight. He's the top overall salary, um, but he's definitely worthy of gra- uh, worthy of a grab. Um, he's going against the Lakers. I think it's the highest over under on the night. Yeah, it's uh, two eighteen is the over under on that game. The next highest is the Clippers at Brooklyn, two sixteen and a half. But two eighteen for the Lakers at Pelicans. There, so you think you think uh, Davis is going to pretty much have his way with uh, the likes of Timothy Moskov and Tyreek Black down low? Yeah, yeah, definitely, I, I do. And um, yeah, I'd go ahead and, and use him if if you mm-hmm. can over. You know, He's my lock. Like He's, all right, locking him in right now, Ben. Uh, so, all right, so let's see. If you're going to grab Davis, though, who are a couple guys that uh, you might try to pair him with, either on the team or outside the team? Maybe some middle tier guys that uh, you know you could use instead of trying to stack multiple, you know, five digit salary guys. Yeah, um, I, these guys are a little higher up there, but I do like matching them up with a guy like Kyrie Irving and maybe Andre Drummond as well. Um, Irving sitting at an affordable seventy six hundred. Um, he's shooting lights out right now. Yeah, over the last two games, he's combined to shoot twenty for twenty four for forty, I should say, um, from the field. So well over fifty percent. Um, also nine of sixteen from three point line over that that two game span as well. Um, you know his, his assists have been down a bit. Uh, that doesn't worry me as much. Um, you know, when you're when you got guys like LeBron and Kevin Love next to you, um, mm-hmm. you're you're going to get those assists eventually. Um, and then with Drummond, he's the top center available, sitting at 8,100. Kind of expensive to to pair with a guy like uh, Davis, um, but he's got a great matchup with Charlotte. Um, I think they're 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 struggling d- defending those elite big men. Um, you know, which should give Drummond's uh, Drummond's value a little boost there. I think I Charlotte's it. giving up the seventh most rebounds per game to their mm-hmm. opponents. All right, um, nice. so yeah, Drummond's rebounds um, number should should be. Um, boosted yeah. up there. Yeah, last night I cheaped out on center with a little Kelly Olenek action. Tonight, uh, probably a night to pay up, though. And also, hey, Kyrie Irving, the only one thing that I worry about is uh, maybe Matthew Dellavedova and, you know, facing True his old team. Yeah, he's going to D him up. up tonight. I don't know if it's def- <laughs> revenge. I think they parted ways amicably. I mean, True. Milwaukee yeah. paid the guy way too much for what it's worth. You yeah. know, I wouldn't have paid him that if I were Cleveland either. But uh, I don't know. Maybe there's that factor. I like to look for the wild card, maybe a little intangibles here and there. Yep. Um, so we went through a ton of higher salary guys. I, I just for example I locked in Kyrie Anthony Davis and Andre Drummond in my lineup now I'm left with an average of about 5300 remaining per player it looks like you've got a few uh value guys uh, uh to recommend here starting with uh, a guy in the Slaker game that's got one of the higher over-unders yeah Jordan Clarkson um I like him a lot during that pick uh the Lakers Pelicans game I'm sitting at just 5200 
Uh, D'Angelo Russell's still out for the next few weeks with the knee injury. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though the Lakers have used Jose Calderon as their starting point guard, Clarkson is clearly outpacing him in minutes off the bench. He's Clarkson's seen 32 and 38 minutes in each of his last two games compared to Calderon's 28 and 13. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty clear Clarkson's getting the starters minutes there. Um, he's combined for 38 points, seven steals over the last couple of contests. And, um, I think he's trying to take a larger scoring role with Russell out of the game. And like Irving, his assist numbers aren't like spectacular. Um, but when you're playing that full load of minutes, it's Mm -hmm. an upper pace game. You're going to get those eventually. I've heard from some NBA DFS players, they strictly won't use anybody if they're not in the starting lineup. But, but what you're saying here is that's, that's going to be a little bit of a fallacy. You have to watch the minutes trends. Right. It's definitely minutes. A lot of guys it's more of like a i think it's almost how would you put that like it's a veteran you just yeah. you just put okay. that veteran guy in the lineup just I hear just you. to like you kind of give yeah. the, give him that nod, you know, that respect. Right. Or, the, yeah, the it's respect almost like It's almost like Bo, or Bo Ryan and the Badgers starting a, starting a senior in their lineup. Exactly. You know? Okay. Yep. All right, that makes sense. I hear you. But Jordan Clarkson's the younger, more explosive player, no doubt about that. Right, and he's definitely the guy to look at there in the, in the back. All right. Speaking of guys in my 20-team season-long league, you've got Aaron Gordon listed here at 4,100. Could he have a big game tonight? Yeah, I think that's it's pretty much based on if Jeff Green ends up playing or not. Green sat out the last game or two with a back issue. Um, so if he's again out, uh, I think Gordon's a good, a decent look. I mean, he's sitting at 4,100. Um, if if Green's out, he's going to get the start. Should see minutes in the 30s then. Um, mm-hmm. He did put up a goose egg on Sunday going 0 for 12, which was which was brutal. Um, but if he's getting that many minutes, he's going to rack up a bunch of rebounds. Mm-hmm. And if anything, that brings his price down too. Like exactly. From a decent GPP Yeah, there's candidate. only one way to go um, yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you hit the zero mark. So um, I think that's worth a shot if, if Green does end up um, sitting out. I hear you there. Also, we've got uh, Sean Kilpatrick at 5,300. Do you think he could be a decent value tonight? Yeah, he's decently cheap. Uh, shooting guard, I'm, I'm 5,300, I think. Yep. Um, Jeremy Lin is likely still out. Gotcha. Who knows for how long. Um, Rhonda Hallis-Jefferson has missed the last few games with an ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think we're still sitting on a questionable designation for him for now. Um, uh, but over over Kilpatrick's last three games, he's averaging 20.3 points, three rebounds, 4.3 assists, and Solid. a block. Um, so that's probably right around the 30 Fandle points per game mark. Um, so right. yeah, I think Excellent. that could be solid. All right. So last question for you, Ben. So, say uh, you just can't fit Andre Drummond into your lineup here at eighty one hundred tonight. Of course, him being the highest price center on the slate. You know, you got you want to use uh, some sort of say you're more in the Harden camp, or you want to use both Harden and Anthony Davis. You're going super GPP. Who are some cheap centers you might want to look at tonight? Yeah, if you're trying to go cheap at center, I think Tristan Thompson and Clint Capella are your best options there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thompson's right. the cheaper guy at five thousand. Um, which is actually, I think, a bit up from where he's been in the past. Um, he's been getting after it on the boards this season, and he's logged over 10 in mm-hmm. six of his last seven games. Um, the part of his game that usually hurts his FanDuel value is his scoring, um, but he's he's been in double figures the last two games, um, okay. which should be a nice confidence booster for that big man. So, yeah. And he gets to go against the front court of Greg Monroe and uh, John Henson. Yeah, you, I like I like Henson long-term. I just still think of him in his developmental stages for whatever yeah, they, reason. The Bucks got that weird rotation with mm-hmm. that. Oh, and Plumlee likes yeah, to start, Plumlee too. And, and, yeah, because Monroe's in the doghouse. Yeah, it's so, it's yeah. ugly. It's inconsistent. So, so yeah. there'll be a matchup in there that Thompson will be able to take right. advantage of. Right. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us, Ben. Uh, good luck to everybody with their FanDuel NBA lineups for tonight's six-game slate.
Fantasy football fans have all the victory every Sunday. FanDuel offers fantasy football for everyday fans. New contests starting every week to ensure no busted seasons. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score real time. New this year is an upgraded experience to get even more contest variety. You can try beginner contests for new players only. Settle a score with a friend in a head-to-head contest. Try a 50-50 contest where the top half wins cash. Or play in larger tournaments for even more excitement uh, like I am doing tonight. Entering that $1 single entry NBA dribbler as we speak here i had a good night last night i got to keep the streak going here uh but again like i said play for a dollar there are choices for every budget so as i start to get more experience with nba maybe we'll, we'll amp it up a little bit but uh for now we're going to go with these uh with the dribbler and uh, see where it continues to take me but once again uh we want to have all the fantasy that football has to offer over at FanDuel, and have all the fantasy that uh basketball has to offer as well FanDuel, be sports rich like to welcome John McKechnie back to the show here where we're going to talk a little bit of uh, week 13 uh, NFL running backs on FanDuel here of course week 13 bye weeks we've got the Browns and the Titans so you can no longer use uh, Marcus or I'm sorry Derrick Henry DeMarco Murray well I guess you can't use DeMarco or Marcus Mariota either if you wanted to and of course no Isaiah Crowell Duke Johnson there you can follow John on Twitter at Johnny McKex that's J-O-H-N-N-Y-M-C- k-e-c-h-s john let's start with that thursday game here uh first of all thanks for joining uh we've got dallas at minnesota yeah absolutely yeah so how are you approaching this game if you are going to go out of your way to play in the thursday game uh i think for for this one you really kind of just have to go zeke as far as the running backs are concerned and i know Mm -hmm. it's not a rocket science answer by any means but Mm -hmm. uh, the vikings have about as much trouble as anyone running the ball especially uh with adrian peterson being out i know that he uh, ran some sprints at practice Tuesday, but uh, you know that is still a ways away from from being cleared to you know uh, play and play in a game. So you you got a mix of Asiata at fifty seven hundred and McKinnon at fifty five hundred. Both those guys are just so middling. I, I, I suppose McKinnon gets more of the workload these days, but Asiata just seems to be a lock for seven carries, fifteen yards, and a touchdown every week, and mm-hmm. uh, you know that. It's nice that he gets a touchdown, but that, that, that's just not a part of a winning lineup, in my opinion. Exactly. So yeah, you don't want to be that touchdown dependent at, at all. No, no, because you know the the opportunities are so limited, and you know Dallas does have a really solid defense across mm-hmm. the board here. So I'm not sure how how many times the Vikings are going to be able to get into the red zone where where Asiata could theoretically mm-hmm. uh, factor in there. So yeah. Zeke would be the, my only running back consideration there, mm-hmm. and I think he's a good play actually. Um, yeah, I mean. The Minnesota defense, the first like four or five weeks of the season when they were undefeated, they were looking like an elite Super Bowl defense. Mm-hmm. Not so much the case anymore. No, I think it, I think there's a problem of, of that offense kind of uh, leaving that defense on the field far mm-hmm. too often, and I think it's kind of worn them down over the course of the year. So I think that uh, that's certainly a problem for them when a guy like Zeke, who's coming off a long week, uh, gets to gets to. I mean, I guess they they both are coming off long weeks, but. Uh, yeah, that just spells trouble with like just a Mack truck type of running back like Zeke Elliott. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, good news there. Of course, if you're going to play that Thursday slate, you might as well play it for Zeke Elliott. Otherwise, not much to like in the uh, Vikings backfield here. So, John, let's jump to those top-tier running backs. We've got Le'Veon Bell at 9,300 against the Giants. And uh, Mr. Consistency, David Johnson, 9,200 against the Washington Redskins. Now, David Johnson has a fing- finger injury, but uh, Bruce Arians said he'll be fine. Does that make you any... In any 
any way hesitant to use him in DFS? Uh, no, it doesn't. I mean, we got a home matchup here. Uh, Johnson was able to kind of play through the injury uh, on Sunday. Ended up, uh, I think, going over 160 all-purpose <laughs> yards from scrimmage. So uh, as as painful it might, as it might have been in the short term, it seems like it's not something that's going to drastically impact him uh so I, I think johnson going against washington who mm-hmm. uh can be susceptible on the ground is certainly a nice play here yeah uh what Absolute. do you make of bell here at 9300 though yeah you know he is uh he's a little bit pricey for my liking obviously you can't choose both so i think yeah you, ha- you have to limit yourself to one i mean this giants steelers game has shootout written all over it right so it could be a decent bell game but in the early dfs lineups that i've put together i've gotten my piece of that game by using either antonio brown or odell beckham i'm thinking we're going to see it just as much through the air i mean Le'Veon bell has a pretty high floor i would say and, sure. and i couldn't really knock you for wanting to use that but i guess when i have when i've had to choose i've uh you know i've paid up for receivers on the slate this week which means i've had to go down the list looking for backs a little bit so uh, that you know that's kind of kind of faded me away from both bell and Johnson but if I had to pick between those guys I think I like Johnson a little bit more the Redskins giving up 4.7 yards uh, per carry to opposing backs and it looks like a league high 16 rushing touchdowns allowed so uh, the fact uh, that David Johnson is the Arizona offense uh, you know he can do it in the air and on the ground and whether it's a cash game or a GPP and he's one of the guys you're paying up for my inclination is to lean towards David Johnson in this one, though I'm sure Le'Veon Bell will get 20 fantasy points. He'll have no problem doing that. Yeah, there, yeah. There's no issue with with using Bell. It's just a matter of do you think he's going to have the monster, you know, 30 30 point game again this week? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not so certain of that. And I think you brought up an interesting point in the way that this week's slate is breaking down, where. I'm kind of leaning off of the off of the really higher priced uh, running backs because I mean these two have decent matchups, but we'll we'll see uh, in the tier two and tier three not a whole lot of uh, favorable matchups going on. So I think you and I both are kind of in agreement that uh, mm-hmm. going with the cheaper running backs in in the seven thousand or, or uh, high six thousands is kind of the mm-hmm. way uh, to go as far as you know. As of Tuesday, I think that that's kind of mm-hmm. how I'm going to uh, yeah. form my lineups. I mean, there's just so many sexy wideouts on the oh, slate. Yeah. You've got you've got Odell and Antonio Brown and Mike Evans against the Chargers. Like, there's I, out of those three guys I just mentioned, I want to try to get two of them at least. And you know, if I pair them up with one of their quarterbacks, going to be kind of pricey. If I use one of these running backs, it's almost impossible. So, right. So we're going to keep going down the list here. But let's talk about tier two anyway. The eight thousand to eighty nine hundred. You've got Lashawn McCoy at eighty four hundred on the road in Oakland, and you got Melvin Gordon at eight thousand and home against Tampa Bay. Now, both these backs are having pretty strong seasons. Of course, McCoy banged up here and there, but he had an excellent game uh, on Sunday here. I mean, what do you make of this? Uh, do you use either of these guys, or are the matchups a little tough? I mean, Tampa Bay's got Gerald, Gerald McCoy down low to kind of clog things up, and of course, Oakland's got Khalil Mack having his way all over the field. That's true. Uh, I mean, both those guys as, as individuals are, are, you know, some of the best at their, at their respective positions. Uh, both of those run defenses are good not not great not something that like completely scares you off but mm-hmm. you know kind of in keeping with what i was saying earlier about uh using cheaper running backs i think that these guys i don't think that there's a ton of room for profit here with, with mm-hmm. either of them uh i would say that gordon m- might have the better chance of the two of them i think tampa bay's run defense is uh well it, it obviously slowed down all of uh seattle last week so that that's actually mm-hmm. a little bit more intimidating now that i think about it so maybe not using gordon would be would be my move here i, I think mm-hmm. that 
either of these guys in tier two are just sort of non-factors for me this week yeah gordon's almost like the uh you know for baseball fans out there now this is kind of a knock and i don't want to really knock melvin gordon i like him of course as a badger but uh he's almost like the uh marco estrada of nfl dfs where you know all the all the metrics and the analytics suggest that he's going to crash and mm-hmm. and not have good dfs games but yet he continues to be good and score touchdowns as melvin gordon right. it's almost like marco estrada where like his fip and his ex fip and all that stuff were just like way off of his base era and he was going to blow up and give up six home runs in a game any day now but it just kept never happening and he kept right. being good this is almost like what melvin gordon's doing in a dfs standpoint i enjoy that comp a lot well done yeah so with crossing sports here doing our best here what about jay ajayi 7500 he gets a 900 dollars price break from last week but he didn't do it against the uh san francisco 49ers the league's worst run defense so i'm not so sure he can do it against the ravens the league's best run defense yeah i don't i don't think he can either i was i was at the ravens game on sunday and they were they were swarming to the ball and obviously jeremy hill uh, got got hurt for part of that game but i mm-hmm. mean they, they were pretty much limiting the Bengals' rushing attack and uh obviously ajayi is is having a much better season than a guy like hill but at the same time, uh, I think this matchup is probably a little bit too tough uh, to really see uh, Ajayi having a monster game. You could see him, you know, racking up 20. I could see him going for like 20 carries, 80 yards, and maybe a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that Miami is going to have more success throwing on Baltimore than it is running. So I, I would I would say, mm-hmm. especially if Jimmy Smith is out for Baltimore, uh, Miami's probably going to lean more on the pass yeah. and less on the run here. So yeah. I don't think Ajayi is going to be a major factor. Yeah. Hopefully Devontae. Devontae Parker will get healthy. That could, could be a decent yeah, matchup if Jimmy that. Smith is out there. But uh, uh, all right, so I think we're in agreement here. Unless you're trying to be a little bit contrarian, it's probably wise to fade anyone 7,500 and above. And when we get lower than that here, this is when things start getting interesting. And, and it starts with Jordan Howard at 7,400 against the 49ers. You can make a case that he's this week's chalk play. Uh, yeah, I actually had him as my chalk play initially when I was filling this out. I really like this matchup for Howard. I mean, the, the opportunities are going to be there, especially when you consider that uh, Chicago is probably not going to try to put too much on Matt Barkley's plate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Howard's going to see at least 18 to 20 carries going against that San Francisco defense. I don't know how they were able to stop Miami on the ground uh, this past week. Uh, I'm still kind of flabbergasted by that, but I mean, at the end of the day, San Francisco still pretty much ranks towards the bottom in mm-hmm. any major uh, rushing metric defensively, a DVOA yeah. or in FanDuel terms. Uh, so I think Howard, I love this matchup for Howard. Yeah, and even if Howard and the Bears get behind to Colin Kaepernick, who's been playing pretty well, mm-hmm. Howard still has a fantasy role, especially, you know, FanDuel half point PPR. He'll still be used out of the backfield in the screen and check down game point. enough to uh, be able to get some. I mean, I don't, he's not quite David Johnson in terms of, uh, completely game proof but he does have a little bit of that in him what about Devonte freeman at 7400 he did a pretty strong job i mean we're starting to finally see the two-thirds one-third split that i think most expected with Devonte freeman getting more of the workload than tevin coleman does that continue this week uh against kansas city I imagine it will, and I think on paper you look, you look at Kansas City and you you worry about going against that defense in general. But I think both of us were worried about using Freeman against uh, the 
the Cardinals defense this past week and Freeman went ahead and put up 20 FanDuel points so obviously uh, if you stuck with him there you were certainly rewarded for doing so and I think Kansas City with with them the strength of their defense is in its pass rush with, with Tom Bahali and and uh, Justin Houston and maybe D Ford coming back and the in the strength uh, in their secondary you know highlighted by Eric Berry and Marcus Peters but I don't really find them to be particularly stout against the run I think their run, their run defense numbers are actually pretty middling over overall here so if Freeman continues to see that that two-thirds uh, split there and and uh, Sunday he pretty much had exactly that 64 percent of the market share out of the Falcons backfield so I think he sees similar similar number of touches and I think that it's actually a more favorable matchup going against Kansas City than it was uh, against Arizona all right yeah so Devontae Freeman 7400 Spencer Ware checks in at 7400 and on paper where actually has a better matchup in terms of the defense that he's facing, but where's on the road? I mean, you, I suppose you're probably not really using both of these guys, and you got to pick one. Who are you looking at if it's a free, if it comes down to Freeman or where? I'm I'm gonna go with Freeman here, and I know that it seems like the Falcons theoretically would have a softer defense, but they're actually decent against the run. Uh, top, you know, top half of the league against the run and I'm just worried about where's touchdown production it seems like mm-hmm. the, the Chiefs more and more are trying to get the ball to Tyreek Hill no matter how they can they're mm-hmm. just going to do it yeah uh, there's so many like wildcat formations when they get into the red zone yeah, they ran where, where's the other yeah, night where, we're crazy. ran where, where's taking the snap and then handing it off to Hill that's no good for anyone's fantasy value nope so I, I I'm I'm worried about where's role especially when they get down towards the end zone and I think another you know factor uh, in the red zone is obviously Travis Kelsey who's just mm-hmm. a, an absolute beast there so I think it's looking more and more like uh where's touchdown chances and upside are, are being cut down and I I don't think that he's going to see as many uh, favorable touches as Freeman overall on Sunday. So if we're going 7,400 coin flip, I'm going Freeman here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we say coin flip, but I I agree with you. I would take the home team and the team that's favored in this situation. Mm -hmm. And and where? I mean, I just think that this is his, he's a little bit mispriced to be completely honest. I think 7,400 is too high for someone whose last four games, I'm going to read off his FanDuel points, 10.6, 9.5, 8.7, 5.7. So I know on paper he has a decent matchup, but that's pretty garbage, man. I mean, someone with that, most other backs with that game log, you know, if it wasn't knowing that he'd be the big back with the matchup, I mean, if it, if it was any other back, they'd be priced at about 6000 Yeah, exactly. If, you, if you've been paying up for, or if you've been paying for where each of those last four weeks, you've definitely gotten burned each and every time out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just something that probably want no part of there here. So let's keep looking at this tier. We've got uh, Lamar Miller, 7300 at Green Bay. He's a little bit banged up. I, I, I'm not quite sure. I, I'm going to watch his practice participation. I think it's a little too early for analysis, but a guy that I like that I've put in some initial lineups is Mark Ingram for uh, 7,000 against Detroit. Detroit seems to, uh, you know, most of their numbers check out, but Detroit is giving up a lot of rushing touchdowns this year. That's true, and it it took them a while. I remember, you know, earlier in the season, we were like, is this the week that they give up a rushing touchdown? We we kept waiting Mm -hmm. for it, and the the floodgates have opened a little bit there, so that's been been nice. Mm -hmm. uh, Well, I guess only five rushing touchdowns on the whole year, but, I mean, they went so long without giving one up. Exactly, exactly. So their, their touchdown rate, 
rate has gone up in recent weeks. Uh, yeah, I love this matchup for Ingram. It's at, at 7,000. Uh, this is a game that I think a lot of uh, people in DFS are going are to be targeting and trying to get as much of this one as they can because, you know, mm-hmm. anytime we got super dome game with, with those kind of high-powered offenses, uh, there's going to be a lot of fantasy goodness involved. And Ingram mm-hmm. actually saw less of the market share touches than, than Hightower this past week, but he still uh, was more explosive per touch. Uh, you know, he had 167 total yards of offense and two touchdowns uh, this past week against a Rams defense that, that you know, is supposedly pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. So this week going against D- Detroit's that it's, it is an improving unit, but it's still not – intimidating by any means i think this is going to be a shootout i think ingram's going to have a really nice game Mm -hmm. yeah i mean a lot of people are targeting a lot of uh quarterback receiver combos in this game because it is the highest over under on the slate at 53 and a half however the saints are five point home favorites and i like them to maybe get ahead and then use ingram very frequently at least as a packer fan i'm hoping the lions get beat on the road this week we will wait and see certainly possible i mean if uh if the saints can kind of uh have a repeat showing of how how explosive they were this past week, uh, just kind of running it up on old Greg Williams. Uh, mm-hmm. and we could certainly see something here uh, to that extent. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's jump to uh, our chalk plays, our cash game. Uh, $1, 50-50s, double ups. Uh, you you want to get your base safety lineup here, I guess. And uh, like you said, John, we're not normally a lot of weeks we pick those guys 9,000 and above for our cash game plays because they are pretty safe. And yeah, I guess if you need 20 points, you could probably slot Bell in. But I think we can save a little bit bit of money in uh cash game plays and we're gonna start out with yours uh, who do you like i like matt forte a lot obviously you're, you're gonna need to get in on the monday action in order to roster him but he's checking in at 6900 going against indianapolis's defense at home I, I just think you know my baseline reasoning here is using a running back against indianapolis it's really not rocket science for me forte is just a guy that uh, is, has a nice guaranteed workload uh i think that Mm-hmm. Uh, you and know, Fitzpatrick's it, playing a little bit better yeah. too. He only turned the ball over once last week. That's hey, a new. That's a new thing. Improvement. So I think that it's just never a bad idea. And at, at, at sixty nine hundred, I mean, there's a lot of room for for profit there. I mean, if he gets into the twenty point range, then he's certainly paid off for you. Uh, if you're just going for Sunday, then I, I would say Jordan Howard. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I, I definitely like uh, yeah both those plays, both Howard and Matt Forte. I'm going to kind of go down a little bit further and go with Theo Riddick. He's sixty five hundred, which is pretty cheap for a cash game but uh, there's a lot of things i like about riddick in this slate one the game's indoors so you don't have to worry about any kind of slippery weather conditions here of course highest over under on the slate here and uh i mean the lions are pretty much we saw on thanksgiving they kind of finally decided to stop giving dwayne washington double digit carries that was kind of a silly thing they were doing for a while i mean theo riddick isn't a traditional between the tackles runner but if he gets double digit carries and flirts with double digit targets i think there's a pretty good chance you get a, a 15 to 20 point floor for him and he that even grows higher if he can find the end zone. So I like Riddick a lot at 6,500. Also, I mean, the Saints, they're allowing the fourth most fantasy points per game to opposing backs here. I feel like Riddick is priced where someone like Spencer Ware should be. Yeah, for I a lot of the same re- for a lot of the same reasoning. Yeah. So uh, I think I'm going to take advantage of that price tag at 6,500 with Theo uh, Riddick. And adding on to that, uh, the the Saints are actually 29th in terms of DVOA in, in terms of stopping pass catching running backs out of the mm-hmm. backfield. Yep, so of that, course. I mean, yeah. that just you know adds further credence to that pick. I really like that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, normally I don't take a 6,500 dollar back and use him as a base for all my lineups, but I think everything is falling into place for Theo Riddick to have a. I, I don't know if he's going to have a 40 point week, but I think 
you'll have a decent enough week to return value at 6,500. Mm-hmm. What about your GPPs, John? We're looking for someone who's going to try to help us win life-changing amounts of cash, someone whose ownership is probably going to be low and someone that you might want to consider using in your big tournaments. Who do you look towards first? Uh, I'm not sure if you know the, the price range kind of knocks him out of uh, what we usually consider our GPP plays, but I think Legarrette Blunt at 6,600 is an interesting one this week. Uh, obviously, he's disappointed the past two weeks after being just a touchdown machine against the Seahawks, and I think that's going to result in a lot of people moving off of him. And uh, the fact that he's going against the Rams, I think also uh, maybe maybe people will see last week's game as a bit of an aberration. Um, but I think that New England's going to be playing with a with a sizable lead for a lot of this game going at home. I think they're like 13 point favorites or or something Mm -hmm. ridiculous like like that against the rams and i think that you know old bill belichick is going to take a look at the at the uh new orleans tape from this past week and find a way to to use blunt in a similar way in order to to uh, get him some favorable looks and Mm -hmm. and, uh runs and yeah i just think that he's going to be able to to have a really nice week yeah 13 and a half point home favorites i mean that's like seriously six seven points more than the next highest favorite on the slate so wish i still had the patriots and survivor that uh yeah that would make blunt an excellent down yeah an excellent gpp play so uh yeah definitely uh take a look at that i'm gonna go i like to throw these super wild card darts out with my gpps i have in the last couple weeks they don't always pay off but uh so just a heads up here but one of these times, someone's going to hit big, and I don't know, maybe there's a chance that it's Denard Robinson or the Jags this week. Yeah, I'm going to uh, recommend a bad Jags player, uh, <laughs> but he's minimum price. He's 4500 so he gives you some stuff to do with the rest of your lineup. Um, as far as my notes go here, I've got Chris Ivory is dealing with a hamstring injury, which those can be tricky. We'll wait and see. Denard Robinson got double-digit carries in relief of Chris Ivory. And then as far as my notes go, the next one I have is Yeldon equals bad. Yeah, I mean, I have, I'm seeing no threat from fantasy, <laughs> any kind of threat from TJ Yeldon taking carries here. And then I also want to mention that the rushing aspect of the Denver defense uh, isn't as terrible as a lot of people make it out to be. They're giving up in full PPR formats about 20 fantasy points a game to opposing running backs. That puts them right in the middle of the pack. So people think Denver defense and they automatically think fade at all costs, but that's not necessarily the case here. So I think if you get Denard Robinson in your lineup, you'll probably get him at about 0.3 to 0.6% ownership, which is big to start with. And then if he has, even if he has 15 points, you're well ahead there. That's huge, yeah. So, you know, I'm just throwing that out there. You definitely don't want to touch him in any kind of cash game period but uh you know if you're if you want a dollar scratch off you can uh, you can do worse than minimum price backs in that department Definitely. here before we sign off we have a special offer for new FanDuel users get a free six-month subscription to rotowire with a ten dollar deposit on FanDuel. go to fanduel.com slash rw Excuse me, not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. That's over $40 in value for just 10 bucks. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. If you're already a FanDuel user and still want to check out the website, be sure to go to RotoWire.com slash pod. That's RotoWire.com slash POD for a free 10-day trial. We won't take a credit card. There are no strings attached. Once again, I'm Jake Letarski. You can find me on Twitter at jakeski 52 And I'm John McKechnie. You can follow me on Twitter at Johnny McEx. The RotoWire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast will return Wednesday with Paul Bruno and James Seltzer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.